All right, I'm going to call Amazon and see if they can give me some pointers on fly selection. Thank you for contacting Amazon. We're experiencing longer than normal wait times. We're sorry about this. All right, now let's try Drift Outfitters Fly Shop in Toronto. Hey, Chris, it's Mitch from SoFly. Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, I'm just calling to ask about uh, some steelhead flies. Oh, yeah, what do you need to know? Drift Outfitters and Fly Shop at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto is your friendly, supportive, local shop that is far from being just a shop. It's our community fly fishing hub right here in Ontario, a province filled with opportunities to catch all kinds of different fish. And who best to ask about those opportunities, techniques, and appropriate gear choices than the awesome crew down at Drift Outfitters. Drift has been our go-to since they opened. They're packed with gear, flies, rods, clothing, and more to get you out on the water having fun. They're not a store, they're friends. Friends with all the best advice. So if you're just getting into fly fishing or have been doing it for decades, Drift Outfitters should be part of your life. Visit them online at driftoutfitters.com or in-store at 199 Queen Street East in Toronto. Hello and welcome to a, another episode of the SoFly podcast. Uh, my name is Aldo and of course we've got Yilma. Hello everyone. Uh, unfortunately we do not have Mitch. Mitch, uh, well Mitch has COVID. There's no other way to say that. <laughs> He's feeling uh, pretty under the weather so we're, uh, you know, we, we wish him a speedy recovery. It's uh, Monday, December 11th, but of course this comes out on December 15th. Um, so we're, uh, you know, everyone's gear- gearing up uh, for the holiday season. I know Hanukkah is already underway and, uh, you know, Christmas is around the corner and whatever else people celebrate. I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, but we'll get into all of that uh, later. But uh, first, we've got, uh, we're joined today by uh, uh, a special guest that I actually met, uh, funny enough, in, um, in Utah, of all places, mm-hmm. uh, at the confluence, at the AFTA confluence conference. And... Uh, <laughs> I know it's Do a tongue, it's a tongue twister. <laughs> That's good job. Uh, and uh, funny enough, it was uh, Alex Parks that uh, introduced um, us. So Alex, of course, from uh, Calm Waters Fly Fishing, and also the new fly fisher. Um, you know, we saw each other across the convention hall room, and uh, she's doing some work for a brand called Guidebook, which we'll get into later. And uh, that's how I met our next guest. Uh, our next guest, Ben Robertson, is one of the co-founders and the CGO of Guidebook a platform built to empower outdoor guides by getting them in front of new clients and providing them the tools they need to manage their business all in one place. Ben is a fly fishing guide on the Cumberland River in Kentucky, where he loves every aspect of the role, from putting clients on their first trout ever or helping them find a big, wild, streamer-eaten rainbow. He lives in <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky with his wife, Molly, and three kids, Rowan, Maggie, and Grady. And Idis and I were lucky enough to fish with Ben and Molly um, about a week ago uh, on one of our streams here. Um, but right now he's in Kentucky, and right now he's on SoFly. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for doing this. Thanks. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, we're stoked to have you. Ben, I, I would have joined you on that guided trip by Aldo if I, did, <laughs> if I had my snow tires on. I didn't have snow tires, and I was freaking and out. And he had so. to race to, te- you had to race to Trinidad. Oh, and I had to go to Trinidad. My, yeah, well, we don't talk about that right now. <laughs> <laughs> For family reasons, yeah. let's say. Well, that yeah, makes sense. Exactly. I wish you would have been there, though. We had a good time. It was. Yes, yes, I know. It was a good time. I heard all about <laughs> it. Sorry. 
Yeah, no, you're fine. I, it's nice of you to call it a guided <laughs> trip. I'm not a guide by any means, but uh, we we did yeah. have fun. Um, Molly and Ben, you were staying up in Collingwood, right? Yeah, yeah. We were actually staying above a barber shop. I didn't realize that when we booked the place. <laughs> and it also smelled like Indian food, but <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> above a barber shop and below an Indian restaurant. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, maybe I'll... Yeah, maybe I'll get some tikka masala Ooh. for dinner. Well, that's cool. You got to see, um, <laughs> you got to see like uh, you know Georgian Bay and all of the tributaries there. Um, you know, you fished with. Uh, I mean, we fished together, but you fished with some other. I, mean, I imagine you fished with with Jeff and Alex at one point. Yep, yep. We we fished with Jeff and Alex and Jamie as well. And then the day before that, we got to fish with Matt Martin of Smooth River Smooth River Guiding Co. They're on guide. He's on guidebook, and man, we had a blast. He's a yeah. real professional. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. That's great that he got this fish yeah, with Matt. Yeah. yeah, we do a ton of work with Matt, so awesome. you know we've got mm-hmm. nothing but love for for Matt and Smooth River, yeah. of course, um, uh, and all the guides in Ontario. Really, I mean, for the most mm-hmm. part, we've we've done yeah. work with Jeff and Jeff and Alex, and uh, you know, I think you've met Jordan, and yeah. you know, we got a good little thing going on now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe you know what we'll do. Obviously, we're going to talk a lot about guidebook uh, and your your own personal guide kind of story. Um, but maybe let's just start where it all started. Okay. <laughs> Actually, wait. First of all, are you fishing right now in Kentucky? What's going on? Uh, you know, I've never fished less than when I started this business <laughs> because <laughs> it's like so much work. But, um, yeah, I found this cool little musky stream that I didn't know was there um, like maybe a month, month and a half ago. And my son and I scouted it out, uh, took the drift boat down and slinging big musky flies. And so I... I only hooked two fish, but one was a muskie, so that was cool. It got off, but and it was only about two feet long, but it felt like a success. And then the other was a giant bass <laughs> so that I, did, oh, I didn't expect to be there and shouldn't have eaten that fly. So I'm kind of itching to go back there, <laughs> long story short. I'd like to eat oh, that. Wow. It sounds a little bit like uh, our Algoma trip, although. Yeah. It's big bass and small muskie. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was yeah. awesome. Yeah, Yilma... Yuma may mm-hmm. have, we may have un, unknowingly set some yeah. sort of world, or at least Ontario record, where we couldn't, you know, you know the grind that Muskie is. And oh, yeah. So we we're just like, oh, you know, let's go catch some bass and like change the mood, you know? Yeah. And Yuma, you know, grabs the, like puts the 11 weight down, picks up the 8 weight, no steel leader, any, you know, no anything, Got, <laughs> has a game changer on. And the, what's the first fish that hits? Of course, yeah. A yeah. muskie landed though. <laughs> yeah, we landed. Is that a record? It's <coughs> a cool accomplishment. A, t- a, tip, a ticket, a tippet class Thanks. record. Yeah. It's meant to be. It was. Um, well, that's cool, muskie. Um, do you have? I know I asked you this in person, but you know, we're we've got fishing seasons here, <laughs> like legal open seasons and yeah. whatnot. Uh, most of thi- most things are closed right now. Um, you know. Um, but are you wide open? Can you fish for anything? Yeah, right you, can, now? you can fish for anything you want to try for. Um, and there are a couple little trout streams that are stocking supported and that kind of thing that, that we'll get out on throughout the winter. Um, little walk and wade kind of situations. Um, the Cumberland, where I typically guide, the generation, so it's a tailwater, and the generation is really gnarly this time of year. So it's almost never low enough to really target the trout, and it's kind of raging. So... We don't get to fish it as much in the winter, but that's more circumstance than than legality. We're we're allowed to. You can go for it, but and right. yeah, and then the rest of the stuff we fish a lot is just not great in the winter. Kind of smallmouth and and carp 
it's a little it's just a little too cold they're too sluggish and maybe i'm just not a hard enough worker to try to figure it out but <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is tough when those that metabolism goes down for bass like it's pretty hard to convince yeah. them to eat something yeah for sure yeah well cool yeah maybe let's start at the beginning here uh you know hot like when did fishing coming in, into your life? Was that something that, you know, was part of your family? Uh, did you grow up in, are you from Kentucky originally? And, and, and yeah, how did that whole, where did that all start? Yeah, I'm from Kentucky and my family's from Eastern Kentucky. And that's, that's only relevant if you know anything about Kentucky. But part of what it means is I had kind of a country upbringing. I did grow up in Louisville, which is a pretty big city, but, um, you know, my family is not by any means kind of city folk, if that makes sense. So, I grew up doing a lot of deer hunting and a lot of hiking and camping and and more lake fishing, kind of bobber fishing off the bank than anything else. My family didn't fly fish when I was a kid, Um, but I I bring all that up because I spent a ton of time outdoors and um, like just really got like kind of developed my chops, I guess, as an outdoorsman as a kid for sure. Um, A lot of deer hunting and that kind of thing as well. And that's still part of my life. But um, it wasn't until college that I got into fly fishing. Are you ready to jump into that part of the story? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, so I thought I wanted to be an English professor uh, when I set out to go to university. And um, so I, I actually got a bachelor's degree in English and then a master's degree as well and pursued the Ph.D. too. And I only lasted a year. And that's a story for another day, probably. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was pretty deep into literature is the point of the story um, and spent a lot of time, um, obviously, kind of my proclivity for the outdoors and, and everything else, like, converged um, as things tend to do. And, and so I was really drawn to, like, outdoor literature and, and at a certain point was writing um, kind of research papers about where the outdoors and, like, eco-criticism merge with with um, with literature and so did a lot of work with Hemingway and Thomas McGuain and Gary Snyder and people like that and so uh, hmm. ran across fly fishing at some point in in kind of the written word which is different than, than a lot of folks I didn't read a river runs through it before I saw the movie and a lot of people come to it because of movies like that but for me it was it was reading about people on on streams and rivers and and just kind of that artistic sort of magic that, that you can sometimes experience with fly fishing is what drew me to it originally. Um, also got married very young. I was 20 and Molly was 19. And oh, wow. Yeah. And so we were always looking for something cheap and fun and, and adventurous to do outdoors. And I guess I got two of those with fly fishing. It's certainly not cheap. Yeah. But we, uh, we started out together and just kind of like picked it up quickly and, and went all over the place. Um, trying to trying to fish anywhere we could for any type of species. So, yeah, that's how it started. Do you remember? I mean, that's great. It's hard not to like read the sun also rises or something and exactly. get to those yep. get to those parts in those books where, you know, they're fly fishing in Spain and you're just like, well, you know what? That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, he did say proclu. Uh, pro- Proclativity. Oh my God. Here we I go. <laughs> I gotta do it. I'm gonna do it. Proclivity. Got it. Oh, well, we just got our Instagram. You did say that. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this guy must be an English. T- uh, uh, he's a bachelor in English and master's yeah. in English. I ended up English. Doctor of English. I ended up high school English teacher. So. 
Oh, really? Okay, yeah, okay. Part of it nice. Too. Um, yeah, I mean, those, 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 you know, I think The Sun Also Rises is one of my favorite novels. And, yeah. you know, that's, I, I know obviously The Old Man in the Sea is the yeah. fishing novel you think of when you Hemingway, but for me, it's it's that book, actually. But those Nick Adams probably. stories. He wrote a series of short stories that were kind of the original thing for me. He Even though he's yeah. actually not really fly fishing, but he's using, like, a fly line and a fly rod and picking up hoppers out of the grass. And for me, it was just mm-hmm. like, man, this is just too cool. I got to try it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a farewell to arms and stuff. Yep. Um, I'll just turn it into a Hemingway podcast. You can. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, that's super cool. Okay. I'm ass- oh. Ben, I'm assuming that the, sorry. Alder, no, you're fine. Uh, I'll be, I'm assuming that you you art directed your logo for guidebook because of your um, affiliation or your love for uh, literature. The, the art directing for the logo? No, that was actually yeah. Perry. So uh, we have a, we have oh, a right co-founder on. who lives in Washington state and he's a big steelhead guy, big salmon guy. Um, him and I have a lot of things in common, but a couple of them are kind of a little bit of an artistic side. We both played in emo bands at one point, I think. And so we got, yes. a, lot, we got a lot of those kind of yes. things in common. So yeah, the book, we also call it the mustache. <laughs> oh, right. I love like it. A French love mustache it. or something, but yeah, it's cool. yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was very, it's cool. It's a good question, Yelma. Like, uh, you know, if you're if yeah. everybody's watching on YouTube or if you popped our Instagram, you know, we're going to be tagging uh, Guidebook Co. and stuff, and the logo is an open book, which is really cool. Yeah, um, yeah it's really, really rad. Um, is Kentucky a fly fishy place? I mean, I would consider Ontario not a fly fishy. Like, you don't think of Ontario when you... So we always like meeting people from maybe, you know... I, I, I think I was surprised to hear how much trout fishing there actually is in Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not a fly fishing place. So (laughs) to be honest, I've tried to move a hundred different times. And Kentucky is one of those places that it's it's definitely in your blood if you grew up here. And and there's not much you can do about it. It's just one of those things. It's like a a deep root from a tree or something. And and I just never could leave. I I tried many times and now I don't want to anymore. So I guess that's what happens. I don't know. But... Um, what it's forced me to do, it's not Montana, you know, I can't, like, I have no purpose for a rod vault on my truck because I have to drive to go fishing, right? I have to like purposefully get out and, and take a little trip to get to do it. And, right. and it's not Montana. I can't do it before or after work. And, and so what it's caused in me is like kind of that planning for a really great experience. And that's what we've had in, in, in our fishing life, at least in Kentucky. It's, it's if, if I'm going to go out, I'm, I'm purposefully looking for a certain fish most of the time. And, and that's pretty cool. And that's kind of like you and Adis um, approached it, I think, the other day on the river. I, you might have a similar experience. Mm-hmm. but Yeah, I mean, I grew up in the Ottawa Valley and, and uh, you know, there was no trout fishing around there, at least not in a river. But we love bass fishing, you know. Yeah. Yelma and I love bass fish. Everybody loves bass, love but it. like, mm-hmm. I love bass fishing on the fly. And if you don't, I don't know. Then Ontario's maybe not the right province for you, <laughs> especially with climate change. But um, uh, and our trout season's getting shorter and shorter. But uh, no, that's super cool. Yeah. Do you remember your first fish on the fly? Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> okay. Um, so Louisville is a cool place. It's got a few things that it's known for. That's the city I live in, in Kentucky. Louisville Slugger Bats, the Kentucky Derby is here. Um, and so, and Bourbon. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, of course, and Bourbon. Um, Bourbon. Jack Harlow. You know, there are a lot of things. But I've been, I've been in Louisville. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. 
it's a really cool place. Yeah, we went, obviously, Bourbon brought me to Louisville and stayed in Louisville. We had a blast. Yeah. It was great. It was beautiful. It's a beautiful city. It's a good place. And if you're going to the Kentucky Derby, that's fun. But if you just live here and you don't get to go, it stinks to, it stinks oh. to be in town for that because it's just jam-packed with people and traffic and et cetera. And so for as long as I can remember, I've tried to get out of town for Derby unless I could go. And and so I caught my first trout getting out of town for Derby one time. I had a friend. It was probably one year after I first started fishing, and I hardly knew what I was doing and had maybe caught a bluegill or something, but, like, it was going really poorly. <laughs> and I had this friend named Lance Black, and he was from North Georgia, which is an even more country place than eastern Kentucky. Um, and I wish I could I wish I could do a, an impression of him because he's such a big personality, but I, I won't do it justice. But anyway, he invited me to go home with him to North Georgia and catch a trout, and he was, like, guaranteeing it, basically. And so I took him up on it because, I, like I said, it had become a goal by this point. And that trip, right. that trip with, with a couple of fishing friends and I just kind of is one of those legendary things, like, in our memory bank. Um, so the first day I caught like a nine inch trout and I thought like I was over the moon, you know, I thought it was like the best thing that ever happened. And then the next day he took us to the special spot and I caught a 20 inch for my second day and I was just like ruined, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would probably yeah. ruin It was good. Most though. It was people. Yeah. Yeah. It was like A to C. First time he went steelhead <laughs> and he, he swung up like a 12 pound. Yeah. Hand. And we're like. And his okay, and he's like because he hasn't been fishing a lot, you know. He was like, "Is this good?" And we were like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> like he was obviously excited. Like he could, he tried to play it cool because you've met Adis. Yeah. you know, he's pretty chill and yeah. kind of dry. And but I could see his hands doing this. Yeah. I'm like, "This, you know, something's <laughs> up here, dude." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Sheesh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. That's a great story. Wow, 20 incher. That's it. Yeah. Okay, so you kind of get into fly, you know, you meet Molly, uh, high school sweethearts. She was, yeah, I was a freshman in college, but I went to her high school prom. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then you you get married early. Yeah. You kind of start adventuring. Fly fishing comes in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, at what point are you like, you know, I don't know about teaching. I kind of think I want a guide. Well, uh, I mean, teaching, I loved, te- you know, I loved my time as a teacher and then I became mm-hmm. a school counselor because I loved it so much. Like it became one of those things where I no longer cared about English, but I really cared about the students. Um, and so I wanted to become a school counselor, you know, and funny enough, I actually was a counselor at the school where Muhammad Ali went to high school. So that was cool. Shout out oh, that's Rock. cool. That's cool. Um, Very cool. Yeah. Awesome school. But um, I never had the moment where I said I want to be a guide instead of a an educator, <clears throat> what happened is, unfortunately, public school teachers, as, as cool as the job is and as, as much honor as public school teachers deserve, they don't get paid necessarily as much as one would hope, at least in America, at least in Kentucky. And and so I always kind of had a side hustle of one kind or another. For a while, I poured concrete. For a while, I did little odd jobs here and there, um, that sort of thing. But eventually, it was like, okay, I'm good at fishing. I'm pretty good at fishing and I, I'm a good teacher and I know how to row a boat and Molly and I figured out a way to buy a boat. So I should just guide on the Cumberland and I gave it a shot 
you know, took a few trips that first year and then it just worked out. And so I was able to do it in the summer and spring break and mm. a little bit here and there on the weekends throughout the year. And, and it went great. It's And luckily the Cumberland is not like a river that you could make a living on guiding anyway, or that probably would have been a temptation, but they really just saved a good generation for the weekends anyway. So it kind of worked out for me. Oh, that's wicked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. What kind of rivers is the Cumberland? Like, what what kind of fish are in it? Yeah. What can you expect to catch in it? You kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's stocked with trout, um, but we do have a huge like wild population now. Um, it's a really really healthy river, and so we have rainbow and brown trout, um, and then some stripers lower down that are <coughs> harder to target, and then some like a good population of carp if you know where to look. And even a few, like, giant paddlefish, those kind of dinosaur big paddlefish um, that I haven't figured out how to hook yet, but I really want to someday. So, like, the real target. Googling. Googling. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) the real target for my clients, we're always looking for the rainbows, the the bigger kind of medium to large size rainbows that are kind of ready to go. Um, Not focusing as much on the smaller stalkers, hoping they'll grow and, and turn into something a little more exciting but exactly we catch some of those too and we're thankful for them most of the time yeah that's, that's super cool. cool sorry i'm now ex- like See, very yeah, very distracted by <laughs> one of <laughs> look at these fish they're big <laughs> this is crazy they're prehistoric yeah, yeah, they're big i saw a youtube video the other day of like a 10 or 12 year old jumping off a boat onto one's back <laughs> <laughs> what to eat, so. it looks like something you find in the amazon okay so uh yeah. uh if yeah, everybody at home isn't totally. googling it's just like it it almost looks like the back end looks like a shark yep on the front end i, I don't even know what it even get like, like i don't know platypus. Like, platypus. <laughs> like a platypus yeah. like it's wow they're, yeah. they're huge yeah they're big yeah that's cool I try to walk that's great I, would lo- I think like but plankton so it might be one of those fish right. that you have to really make them mad but i'm not i haven't figured it out yet Right, they definitely, yeah, there's a lot of pictures of them, like, um, swimming through the water with their mouth gaping open, almost like a basking shark or something like that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay, so how many years have you been guiding them? I think six or seven at this point. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, I'm not a and now this is a full means, but I've enjoyed it. Right on. And it's like a full-time thing now, pretty much-ish? No, I'm full-time guidebook now. So okay, cool. Very, oh, that's amazing. Trips, yeah, but still yeah, love to get out when I can. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good... Yeah, so it does... No, I was just going to say, although that you know doesn't leave enough time, a lot of time for fishing, you must be missing it quite oh, a bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I, I miss, like, interacting with random people, too. I got a lot of that as a teacher and a counselor and... It's cool when you get in the boat to like have eight hours to really get to know somebody, you know, and ask questions. And I can tell my same old stories that all my friends are tired of, but they think they're cool, you know. So I, I miss <laughs> that interaction too. Yeah, so there's a fun thing where like you know your jokes are always new. Yeah, exactly. You got it. <laughs> but you don't have to make them up. <laughs> yeah. You use the same one every day. There you go. Say the same yeah. thing when you get to the same spot. You can do it. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, what's one of your favorite aspects of guiding? Is it is it that those those teach teachable moments, or you know, is it? Do you? I'll approach this question from my own personal life. I like taking new people, new anglers out mm-hmm. versus seasoned anglers. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against seasoned anglers, of course, but I find it so much fun to, you know, 
uh, either teach somebody how to fly fish or get them into their first fish. And I'm just like, are there some like, are there some moments that are more rewarding than others for you or like that draw you to the sport? Well, I mean, we talked about Kentucky's not the biggest fly fishing state. So a lot Mm -hmm. of people that go might interact with me or something on Instagram and, and just kind of say, okay, I want to give that a try. And they're not necessarily folks that have ever even thought about fly fishing. So similar to what you're saying, it's, it's cool to get people out who don't know much about the sport, who don't know much about the fish, who don't know much about the Cumberland, maybe mm-hmm. even don't spend all that much time outside, um, mm-hmm. and watch them have all of these amazing experiences all in one day. Um, with Guidebook, we talk a lot about how guides provide memories that you couldn't have gotten really anywhere else, and they kind of facilitate that. You know, it's one of their like major value points, in my opinion. And so I really love getting a chance to do that, even if it's in a small way just watching somebody interact with a wild animal, you can't do that very often. So it's, you know, the whole experience is cool. Yeah. yeah. Great. Well, it's probably a good segue. Okay. <laughs> What's guidebook? Yeah, sure. <laughs> What's guidebook? Yeah. How did it start? And like what inspired you to start it? Yeah, for sure. So I, I've mentioned a few times now on, on guiding on the Cumberland. Sometimes folks, you know, they're new to the sport. Um, and I, I'm passionate for those people. And I had one of those guys on my boat uh, a couple of years ago. I guess it was like two and a half years ago now. And his name's Eric. Um, and he said, where can I leave your review? And obviously there are places you can do that. You, I could have had a, some sort of Google profile or a Yelp or whatever, but I didn't. And so I didn't have anywhere for him to leave me a review. And I said, you know, don't worry about it. Just put a comment on Instagram or something. Um, but it kind of got my wheels turning because I live, like I mentioned, two hours from the river and I've got three kids, um, and I've got a wife who I like to spend time with and I like to exercise. And after eight or 10 hours on the river, it, it's really tough, honestly, to, to do all the stuff you've got to do, especially if you have a trip tomorrow. Um, and so that kind of thing had been grinding on me all that summer. Um, kind of wondering like, is this something I can keep doing? Is it sustainable? Because I can't, I can't really take the kind of trip with these clients that I want to take with a clean boat and good lunch and freshly tied flies, et cetera, and also spend time with my family. And that, that sucks. And so I didn't have anywhere for him to leave me a review, but I also didn't have a solution to all those kind of backend problems, answering messages, managing my calendar, making sure I got Venmoed, whatever the case may be, editing pictures, sending it to them, you know, calling the guy for tomorrow, making sure he doesn't have a peanut allergy. And (laughs) I mean, seriously. And so I just started thinking like, okay, COVID was really hard as an educator. And I've been feeling this pull towards entrepreneurship. Um, And I don't know what that looks like, but I know I want to, I want to do something. I want to get out in the world and create something and, and, and just try something. And I'd love for it to be in fly fishing, but I never had that solid thing that I could pursue it with. Um, Molly and I, you know, talked about moving to Utah and, and I could have guided somewhere on the green river was kind of the target or Colorado or we could have done that, but it just never felt like the right thing. And, and so I had all these ideas and I had this friend, um, Stuart Jordan, who I'd heard maybe wanted to switch jobs. Um, he was getting close maybe, and he's like a real business kind of guy, led teams and had the corporate kind of like understood how corporations work and the finances of it and everything else seemed like a good leader. And so I 
approached him, said, hey, can I pick your brain? I've got some ideas. Maybe just tell me if they're terrible or if you think they're cool and have some legs. So we started talking and, and Stuart had actually just gotten back from a trip with Yellow Dog um, that, um, you know, he, he thought left some room for improvement. No offense to Yellow Dog or anything. They're great. Right. Um, but he just had some thoughts about how it could have gone a little bit better as any like true entrepreneur does. Um, and so as we started bouncing these ideas back and forth, eventually the concept of guidebook came to the top of the pile and we started working on a business plan and a financial model and asking people questions, just folks who knew more than we did about how to start a business. And eventually we met Perry and Perry said, oh my gosh, I had this same idea three years ago and I wish I would have done it. Let me build your, let me build your whole platform and come on as a co-founder. And so once that happened and Perry was willing to build the platform and, and we could just like pursue the idea and flesh it out, chase kind of some investments and try to make the thing happen. And it was like, as doors opened, we just kept going. And, and now we're like over 200 guides and 38 spots wow. and a couple provinces in Canada. So it's exciting. That's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't really I'm... say what it is. I said how it started. Sorry about that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. What is it? We got lots, we got lots of time. <laughs> we got a, Ben. We have we have we have lots okay. of time. So essentially, <laughs> it's essentially it's it's a it's a digital platform that people can look up guides and book them. That's it. Yeah, but it also yeah. on the other side, like our mission from the beginning, has been to focus on the guides and give them right give them tools that will help them manage their business all in one place if they want to do that. Calendar management, messaging, you know, getting paid, building a profile that really explains their program, their trips as well. Um, and so, yeah, we're focused on the guides. We're trying to make it as good as possible for them. Uh, that's why we set our commission rate at 8%, which is definitely an industry low. I've got friends paying outfitters 60% every day. Um, and so the, the goal is just like, Hey, if you want to run an independent 60, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but, um, yep. And I won't name names cause I don't know, that might suck for the outfitter, but. Uh, yeah. And I actually love the guy, but um, it's just how it is on that river. And it's it's tough to make a living, you know, and so yeah. trying to provide a situation where if someone wants to run an independent business, they can do that. We've got That's a lot really cool. more on the roadmap, cool stuff like tournaments and just mm-hmm. lots of ideas, virtual classes, et cetera. But uh, that's really cool. Yeah. Happy with how it's going so far. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna continue to expand and add different things affiliated with fly fishing for I sure. So. I can see it just yeah oh yeah. That's Is great. CGO chief guide officer? We've talked. Yeah, <laughs> you're part of the C suite, <laughs> baby. The guides are part of the C suite. Yeah, we've talked about it. That's what it actually is, but um, right. Chief growth officer is what it is on the road. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay, okay. But growth <laughs> means uh, you know, basically you spend your days. Uh, recruiting guides, right? Yeah, calling guides, talking to them about their problems. You know, if right. we're not a good fit, that's fine, right? But yep. if we are, great. I want to serve you. I want to help you figure out a way to make this thing work in your benefit. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah that's smart. Do you, okay, so I'm me. <laughs> I'm going to Kentucky, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what like how does that like what how does the platform work for me? Like like which what, what can I expect to do? Yeah, well. We have a brand new version of the platform coming out first week of January. And so um, at that point, things will be totally dialed in. Today, 
we're a little bit busting at the seams, to be honest, because we've we've recruited too many guides and we're in maybe too many states. So ideally, uh, when that happens and the new platform comes out, you'll just go up to the search bar or an interactive map. You'll pick the place you're going. So you can type in Kentucky, you can type in Lexington, you can type in Louisville, or you can just select a spot on the map and it'll it'll show you what guides are in the area, what trips they offer, and you can go to their profiles and do the research you, you need to do, read the reviews, look at pictures, read their descriptions, and off to the races. You can message them and, and chat about what it would be like going out with them. You can book them, check their calendar, you know, their availability, that sort of thing, book them right there, and, and yeah, it's easy peasy digital. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. And then on the guide <laughs> ends of things, do they – are they interacting with this client or are you doing everything kind of for, or is there like a checklist? Like, does the guy get like a, Oh yeah. Like you mentioned before, like oh, I'm taking Yelma out tomorrow. He's got a peanut allergy. Um, you know, he takes his coffee black and with two cream, two, what is it? What's <laughs> two cream, oh, three, <laughs> two creams, three <laughs> tall, sugars, tall black, three sugars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, does it give that kind of information or is, or does it like, you can, can the guide interact with the, with the client as well? Yeah. So either or, um, what happens oh, cool. is the client Yilma, if Yilma's going out, he can book me and, or try to book me. He can select a day and click book now. Um, and I'll get the ability to either approve or decline that booking as the guide mm-hmm. because guides, you know, they might have a dentist appointment or, or whatever. Um, totally. and so on down the road, we don't have this functionality today, but by the end of next year, we will. The The plan is if they have to decline a trip, they can recommend um, a colleague in the area to take you out instead and send you their profile if, if they're not available. Um, but yeah, they can approve or decline. And then once they approve, they can message with you. You guys can oh, interact cool. about what to make for lunch and, and everything else. Mm-hmm. That's wicked. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Thank yeah. you. You know, guiding's a tough, can be. I was actually thinking about this today because I was, you know, on the Nottawa Saga and you've been on the Nottawa Saga, Ben. It is not the easiest put in takeout scenario. No. Psycho. <laughs> do people appreciate, this is maybe a big, big, do people appreciate guides? Uh, like on the whole? Like, I mean, we, like, I mean, I certainly do and we do, but we, uh, maybe we have a different I think it's hard to appreciate relationship with guides. Probably. You know? I think it's hard to appreciate a guide for what they really are until you have like a life changing experience with one. And it's it's really not hard to have one of those experiences, right? Like that first little nine inch trout changed my life. But um, you know, until you've had that moment, a fishing guide doesn't sound like as big of a kind of hero almost as they can be in some people's lives you know like that Mm -hmm. 50 inch muskie that matt was telling me about like that's a once in a lifetime situation that like you just can't have unless you've got a super professional guide or you're the luckiest person on earth and anybody who's tried to go tarpon fishing or bull redfish fishing or brown trout you know what i mean like it's just you don't until you've experienced a lot of failure and you understand the great situation a guide is able to put you in, I don't, I'm not sure you can appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. I wonder, you know, cause hmm. I, we fish very often. <clears throat> I wonder for someone who doesn't fish every day, be interesting to like put that <laughs> scoop that person's brain out and put it in my head. Cause like, yeah. Cause like it, it might just be, to, I guess like I'm trying to, I'm trying to like draw a line here between, you know, my time in hospitality and 
and guiding, which is like, I'd I you know Friday nights I worked a very busy place. I'd serve like three hundred people in a night, yeah. you know, almost. And then like, but that person, I might have made one hundred and fifty margaritas, but for that one person, that ordering that margarita that night, you know, like that was maybe the only one that week, maybe even only that month, they've saved up or for it or whatever. And I don't know where I'm going with this. I feel like maybe sometimes it is the like that that the that guide client relationship I feel like can be so special. But it can also be pretty tumultuous. <laughs> yeah, it can be tough too, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're getting like, I think maybe what you were getting at is like some when Molly and I hire a guide, it's it's really we like freaking love our kids. We have amazing kids. Sincerely. And they're also good fishermen. But like Oh man, <laughs> the picture of that brown that your son caught? Yeah, Dude, Yilma. Man, yeah. Ben, you got to send this awesome to email. Like, or, yeah, it's, is it on Instagram? It's uh, nuts, dude. It might, be, <laughs> it might be on thing is, I'll send it in a second when you guys are talking. But Yeah, yeah. Um, send it. Where was I going? That margarita, like the, the similarity between that and my experience of going out with a guide is is really very similar because we also don't get a lot of date nights. And so, like, it's it's just one of those things. You savor the experience when you really meant to go do it. You know what I mean? And I think some mm. people who have that opportunity a ton, maybe you live in Craig, Montana, and you know a bunch of guides, so it doesn't feel as special. But for somebody that, like, really looks forward to these days, it, it means everything. Yeah. Man. Where, Aldo. Where are you thinking? Where I'm, I'm, I'm think, I was, like, thinking about all the guides we've met in our lives, and I'm just Yeah. Like, I, I, well, trying to, I was trying to think about – I was – you know, my experiences with guides and, you know, I, I think every single time I've been with them, it has been special to be honest. And I think, I think it's because I listen to them, you know, and, and every time I, it's, it's when I, it's when, if you, you know, you think, you know, everything, or if you think, you know, more because for whatever reason, it could, it could kind of prevent you from learning maybe something new a little tip that you may not have known right i mean they know the river the best right so every time i think that's why my experiences are special because i'm always listening yeah. and always just being told what to do the best kind of client. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. but then it, 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 because of that um you know something new happens and it's special right yeah. you know Muskie with Adam Valley, the huge bass on the popper with Matt Martin, you know. Um, I could say Rhett, <laughs> my first brook uh, bonefish with Rhett. Oh, I man, I'll Rhett, never forget that, know? dude. <laughs> <laughs> love that guy. So, yeah. yeah. Anyways, and then I can keep going so many, but yeah. Yep. I've got yeah. a few of those. It's a cool. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's yeah. an interesting, you know, uh, yeah, it's an interesting, interesting dynamic, you know, between guides mm-hmm. and and anglers and you know sometimes you just become friends with your i don't know do people that you have some people you've some of your clients have sort of become friends maybe ish yeah totally um what the fuck this isn't a fish (laughs) there's no way (laughs) (laughs) yoma just got the picture of uh ben's son's brown it is wild it is a it it looks like it looks like something out of like that's insane it looks like uh, it's like Atlantic salmon size. You yeah, know? Like, it was a monster. Is... Yeah, and, and it was crazy. My, I mean, he fished it so hard for like, I mean, probably an hour and a half. No kidding. Just like we kept switching plies, and he was just we could see the fish, and he's high sticking it, sight fishing this fish, 
drifting the nymphs by. And I said, don't set the hook unless you see the fish's face move because we're not flossing this thing. And so finally, I mean, he, he hooked it. It went berserk. <laughs> like, he, he's, like, too small to handle this and, like, just losing his mind, screaming happy. I'm, I'm running trying to net it immediately because I didn't want it to, to break off or some kind of crazy thing happened. And I've got these really old shorts on that I usually use to work on the house. <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. the button is, like, kind of worn out. And so I'm running trying to net this fish and my pants fall off. And then, the, <laughs> and then the fish turns around and goes back down towards him, and he's screaming like, "Dad, come on!" I'm like, "I don't have pants on. Just keep your, you know, keep tension." It's a great story. It was for his tenth birthday, and again, one of yeah. those things he'll probably never forget. I hope he'll never. forget I hope that. he doesn't forget that. Yeah. It'll be awesome. No. But it'll be hard question, to possible. Yeah, I do have some some friends now. One of them's name is Phil, and he actually invested in Guidebook, which is really oh, awesome. cool. And he he started out pretty much as a client. So that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we had a rad day on the water. Awesome. I thought it was fun. That that morning was a grind, and you know, uh, but Molly got a fish, and that was that was awesome. She was stoked. Yeah, <laughs> still yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, that was really special. I was so ha- I was so happy she caught. Oh my god, Adis and I were like like yeah. stoked because yeah, the morning did not uh, was uh, what you know you know we we rolled up and it just was looking like every other time we've had a really great day on that river and like the, like the flow, the, the visibility, like everything, you know, there were, it had just rained two days before. I was like, you know, this is all looking good. And then it just wasn't, nobody else was catching anything either. Like you could see other people, they weren't, especially the center. When the center pinners using row aren't catching anything, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> maybe that fish, maybe the, the push of fish didn't come in. But it was cool. That was a nice, that, you know, got to spend a nice day. And we are releasing a video about it. Awesome. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on December 15th, which you should. Yeah. You should always listen to our podcast the second they come out. <laughs> yeah. But if uh, uh, we're going to release a YouTube video about our day the very next day. <clears throat> Uh, so December 16th, so everybody can watch a little day trip in with uh, Ben and Molly from Guidebook. Because yeah. that was super fun. Yeah, it was. I can't believe you guys drove from Kentucky. Yeah, man. it's It was kind of like, you know, you look at flights and renting a car and all of that, and, like, I yeah. figured it might yeah. snow because it's in the, you know, Great White North or <laughs> whatever. It's, yeah. It's like, well, by the time I rent a four-wheel drive car and fly all the way there and et cetera, might as well just drive. So we did it. Yeah, and then it really, it's it's only like eight or nine hours anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I drove to Atlanta before. Yeah. It feels like it should be, Kentucky feels like it should be farther, but it's not. Um, yeah. And and who chose Collingwood? I guess just based off the rivers you were going to be fishing? Really, Alex Parks chose Collingwood because, I, mm. you know, I don't know the area at all. And I said, where should I stay? And she's like, well, that place is awesome. So go stay there. And it's kind of near all the rivers, so. And yeah. it is, yeah. And yeah. I like Collingwood. It's cool. Yeah, it was really great. Yeah, I love Collingwood. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. It's fun. Yeah. And um, if it was snowing, you could have gone skiing. Yeah. Or snowboard. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Here's a question. How did you meet, like, now that I'm thinking about it, like, you know, we met in Utah kind of serendipitously um, because of Alex. But, like, how did you, how did that whole, th- like, how did the Ontario connection come up? Because Matt's listed on Guidebook uh, now and... Uh, you know, obviously you're working with Alex and Comwaters and Jamie and everybody's, but like, how did that come about? Yeah. So I just, man, like when you say that I spend every day recruiting guides, it's, 
it's not a joke and it's not it's not like a, i don't want i don't want you to get the picture of me like as a sales like a like a what do you call it like a tele telemarketer or something like that <laughs> trying to actually get to know guides you know and and get to know what they're all about and, and what they might need and and so i had been speaking with matt that week anyway and so i was kind of trying to approach the idea of us having ontario on guidebook we were researching is it possible is it not and um I guess I, unfortunately, I've always been kind of a ask forgiveness after you've already screwed up kind of guy. So I just started approaching Ontario guides and, and, and trying to see how many we could, we could drum up a conversation with. Um, so really I was trying to recruit Alex. Um, and I don't know why she did this, but she said, Hey, let's get on a call. Let's get on a video call. If we're going to talk about any of this kind of thing. And serendipitously, like you just said, Perry ended up being in town that weekend too. And so all three, me, Stuart and Perry and I were all able to get on a call with Alex. And I, I did, we had a whole conversation about her career and her fly fishing and her, you know, her dad's business with Calm Waters and, and everything else. And I, I remember distinctly getting off the call and Perry and I looking at each other and saying, man, like we got to figure out a way to hire her because she's just a super sharp person like she's she's just kind of a rock star and she's very good at what she does what she does and and I just yeah super impressed with her in that call and so we kind of maintained communication and talked fishing and talked guidebook and and that sort of thing and then it became really apparent that the three of us couldn't really do it alone anymore right we were just getting too busy and so we started hiring yeah. a couple developers and it was obvious we needed a customer experience person as well and i can't think of anybody better for that than alex um oh, right on yeah so we just kept the conversation going yeah alex is fantastic with people yeah 100 percent. yeah it's kind of cool like i'm uh, i had to look it up but uh they were episode 19 really that's cool now we're you're a, episode 157 which yeah. is crazy to think but um you know to to see how far everybody's come from then to now is really neat like i mean i mm-hmm we've gone out with jeff jeff's awesome um you know and uh jeff i get to help jeff with some corporate days um and he's just so lovely <laughs> so lovely <laughs> so lovely, so lovely. Him. And, and i love how much he loves bass yeah he's, he's the so, best he's man. so stoked on bass <laughs> yeah, awesome i told him bass and steelhead he needs to come down and catch yeah. a smallmouth you guys have great smallmouth there but that's we've got some beauties I bet. Yeah. I would love oh, to come wow. down there and do like the largemouth thing. I would, yes, the largemouth. Yeah, we don't 14 get a, incher, Yeah, we don't get a whole powders. lot. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, come on. There's a, there's largemouth here. Don't get me wrong. We do it. You know, especially actually around Mitch's cottage uh, is where we do most of our lar- lar- largemouth fishing. But, you know, it's not like those southern southern largemouth. Yeah, those those Bill Dance largemouth. Yeah, I want a Bill Dance largemouth. Bucket mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I want a bucket mouth and a mint julep. Yeah. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Is that um, a King of the Hill reference there, Aldo? No. Okay. They're, they're in oh. Texas. Okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Arlington, I think. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So that's that's the that's the Ontario connection there. Well, that's that's right. I, this is going to sound so rude of my own province. I'm always shocked people come here to fish, <laughs> which I shouldn't be. We've spent 150 episodes trying to convince Promoting people. Promoting it, here <laughs> how beautiful and it is. Help, <laughs> and, help, and help protect it. But I guess 
you know, if we think about Jordan and, and the people he subcontracts and Matt and Jeff and, you know, Ian Troop and all the people doing the, like, the Maitland and the Soggy and, like, it's it's wild how many people, their book's solid. Yeah. Their book's solid. And it's, it's, it's so cool how many people are, are coming here to fish. I just, for us, it was, like, growing up, uh, you know, a big part of the culture was always like, uh, you know, guides were tied to lodges. Is that what you are you you find that or, or or an outfitter? Do you find most people are tied to outfitters, or are they looking to leave outfitters and be independent? And it's uh, and is your platform almost the catalyst of that? Are you finding some people like, you know, I was a bit nervous to do all the admin, but you know, this is actually making it seem feasible that I can leave, you know, this outfitter and whatever. Yeah. I mean, it depends on where you are, right? Like, so Montana is the most, is the strictest place. Uh, you have to guide through an outfitter. You can't advertise yourself as a fly fishing guide, even on Instagram. Um, and those roles are pretty tight. So we've, we've held back on, um, really approaching Montana guides and outfitters until our tech was top notch because in some ways it's like a first impression thing that you don't want to burn. And so I'm excited to tackle Montana this year. Um, but other than Montana, right? Like the tradition for fly fishing guides over the last 50, 60 years, maybe longer, is that most of the time guides get their trips from an outfitter or a fly shop or a lodge, right? Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, you know, you have to put in so much work as an independent person getting in front of any kind of an audience to, to fill up your books. And that was especially true before the internet. Um, and so there's a tradition, a longstanding tradition of some sort of organization taking a large commission from you, but providing that admin work, providing the backend support, providing sometimes the boats and the insurance. And fly shops are certainly like an amazing institution in our sport. But unfortunately, in some places, they've also become something that's not great for guides always, right? Like a lot of times there is a toxic culture. A lot of times there is a, a hierarchy that it's really hard to overcome as a new young guide. And so I would say, especially those new young guides, folks that are trying to break into the industry for the first time, as well as people who are ready to try independent for the first time, maybe even in a different species than they're used to guiding because they want to give it a shot. Those folks have really resonated with kind of the vision of guidebook what we're offering and we're, we're stoked to have them and just see where it goes. That's great. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, other than what you just said, what other problems or what other concerns do you usually hear? What's like the, the majority of concerns they usually hear from uh, new guides when you're interviewing them? Yeah. So most people are either overwhelmed like I was, um, and, or, mm, right. or they they've been in, pen and paper for for the 15 20 years of their career and they realize that the internet is here to stay and and kind of this gig economy mindset that customers have is here to stay like a lot of clients take florida for an example a lot of clients coming down for vacation they want the ability to sign on to something book something have a message from the the host or the guide and be done with that whole thing in less than 20 minutes we're used to that with airbnb and uber and expedia and whatever else you think about that that has to do with your vacation and at some level your recreation is included in that and it it, it sounds like it cheapens what we do as fly fishing guides but in some ways it keeps us 
a part of the conversation. And if we want to push our business forward and that's what clients are looking for, and we want to get in front of those vacationing clients, then it's something that it's interesting to at least try. And that's one thing that Guidebook gives that guy or that girl who's a veteran in the industry, who's been doing it forever, but they just haven't really tackled the internet thing yet. We hear that a lot. Like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. You guys seem like you're not out to scam me or gouge me. You seem, you know, yeah. you're all guides. Mm-hmm. You're trying to serve guides. I'll give it a try with you. I hear that. I hear that statement five, ten times a week. Yeah, you said it. You know, you might think some people might think it cheapens. I, I can understand why you say you say that, but <clears throat> for me, it, it definitely, especially looking at, your, at the website, going through it, it definitely premium premium premiumizes it um it gives it this like you know um five star kind of place for guides you know in my in my um in my eyes anyways so i appreciate that well like is it safe to say that the fishing world not just fly fishing it seems to like i have no idea what the internet is like (laughs) to to an extent like i i when, when i go researching like like for example i got uh invited a wedding in mexico um and uh you know it's not the yucatan and it's not baja and i'm just like trying to look up you know fishing information and this isn't just mexico i'll also say put south florida anywhere doesn't matter you start researching the most hilarious websites come up and you're like when was this coded like is like some of it's still on geo sites and i'm just like (laughs) you know like it's 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 funny how like there seems to be i don't know not tech averse but you know there is Mm -hmm. that thing in fly fishing and you can even say like with instagram you know people like a lot of people fucking hate instagram yeah like Mm -hmm. they like they're like they think it's the worst thing that's ever happened to fly fishing and you know you could make an argument that some rivers well some rivers and some access points have definitely been ruined for that for sure but a lot of good comes from it too yeah yeah i think you know it's 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 a lot to do with yeah yeah not wanting to or the the internet thing but also i feel like competition isn't the biggest issue with fly fishing right so you know when a marketer sees or when a client sees that he doesn't have to fight as much you know he's not going to change anything right? right It's when you start seeing more and more and more, and then that's when you're gonna you're gonna see these really new innovations from the from the web to promote these businesses, in my opinion, anyways. But I just I'm 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 into the idea. I'm into anything that makes travel easier. Like I think yeah. I, I love. Well, that's because we travel every weekend. <laughs> I know, but I mean, I love that I can just like you don't have to plan anything anymore. Remember when you had mm-hmm. to like print a uh, map? MapQuest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. MapQuest. Yeah. Now you just exactly. go to like any state, or it doesn't matter, any state, any country. My phone works in every country on earth. Like, yeah. obviously, very privileged and fortunate to be Canadian. But anyway, <laughs> and, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, you can explore on your own a little bit more, and you can book Ubers and hotels and Airbnbs and stuff. And it's like, I remember even here, like, trying to rent a cottage was insane. Yeah. yeah. The services that you need to use. So, like, having Airbnb disrupt that a bit, that was probably a good thing. And, to bring it back to guidebook like yeah i i, I could see why it would be uh, I, I, it would definitely make me you know it would less nervous to 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 go independent because if what you're saying is you know sometimes you give it 60 percent of your fee yeah that's crazy to me hmm. yeah i mean it's it's just not really sustainable and the folks that do make it work are suffering you know um 
now they get to do a really cool job that they're really good at and very passionate mm-hmm. about. But wouldn't it be better if, if they could do that and, and make a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And like, you know, again, it sounds crazy. I'm sure the economics of the fly shop or the outfit or whatever, like outfitting is not an easy business either. Like I know we, we have friends that are outfitters. The margins are razor thin and the, you know, so I, I get taking a big commission too, because like, it's not easy. Like, you know, our friends that operate Tomogamy Outfitting, you know, they're not rolling in it. (laughs) Yeah, It's a cool business, but it's, it's also a very tough business. So yeah. And I'm, I'm certainly not hating on outfitters. We, no, no, no. We want to recruit as many outfitters that could use the platform as well, and and we have different pricing models for them because of that margin. Oh, that's rad. Razor thin, right? Smart. So, yeah. it's it's not that we're necessarily trying to disrupt the folks that that we actually care about and and want to see succeed. It's just that guides are special and they deserve the opportunity to get out there like everybody else and and run it for sure. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, ben, if you weren't guiding in Kentucky, let's, yeah. just, let's just pretend you have, and I've got an answer for myself. But if where would you, where would you guide? <clears throat> if you could guide anywhere, uh, can I? Well, if I could, <laughs> with my current skill set, I guess. No, let's pretend you just you, with that, whatever. Like you're like all of a sudden, like I, I snap my fingers and you have the skill set necessary. Oh man! Let's just say you're Matt Martin. Okay, now go. <laughs> if I'm Matt Martin and I can do anything, I guess I would go to the I South can't. Island of New Zealand. Man, it's incredible. Have you been before? Yeah, one time. Um, okay. Yeah, Molly and I went, and and Rowan cool. was our, well, he still is our oldest kid. He's the kid with the big brown trout, but he was only three at the time, and. We like trucked his Christmas presents all the way to New Zealand, spent two weeks and just wandered around and it was amazing. I mean, that place is incredible. Were you van lifing kind of thing? No, Airbnbs, but cheap ones. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was good. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. yeah. Other than that, I almost, I would really, I kind of like considered moving to Dutch John and doing the Green River. I wish, sometimes, mm. I sometimes wish I could do that every day. It's the most beautiful place in my opinion in America. Um, and then like, I'm in love with Ascension Bay. So if, if that was a possibility, man, like looking for permit every day, great. <laughs> wow. What a thing to bring up. Yeah. We are oh, wow. going to Ascension Bay. Really? Yeah. yeah. We, um, uh, lucky enough to, I've gone two years in a row now with, uh, Kayla Lockhart and her hosted trip and, you know, Casey was on those trips. Uh, uh, Casey's been doing some work with Ben on the green river. Casey's the man. Yeah. Nice. He's, nice. He is. He's super cool. But this is Yilma's first time going oh, to Ascension Yilma. Bay. Not first time fishing. <laughs> you know what? We we DIY'd a trip to Tulum and we yeah. fish like Boca Pila and stuff. Uh, but but Yilma, we never made it all the way down to Ascension. So this will be Yilma's first time in Ascension. First time. Yep, yep, and then yep. the first thing I did. Sorry, go ahead. Yo, yo, Yilma. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and the first thing I did was not like, hey, man, make sure I get the right flies. I'm like, oh, the what bathing suit should I buy? <laughs> hey, man, you got to be clothed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do. You do. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But, uh, Ascension Bay tips. from. So is it the permit that, that you love or just like the multi-species? I love the multi-species yeah, thing, is it? I mean, but, but it's the permit. The options, man. It's incredible. Yeah. But I guess, I guess if I had some advice for for you how many days yo, 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 how many days do you get to fish <laughs> we have four or five five fishing days okay well then this advice will be helpful i would 
I would spend at least a whole day just having fun with bonefish and maybe baby tarpon, like just something that you can catch, that you can see. You know what I mean? Like just have fun, relax. Don't try to do anything more than that. And then as many days as you can stomach, go for permit because it's one of the best places in the world to catch them. Um, but they're so hard to catch, you know, and it can be so frustrating, but it can also be the best. Um, and then if you get the chance to look for a big snook, man, they're more fun than you can imagine. So I would love that. That's my advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. I mean, yeah, it's a multi-species kind of place. We're multi-species kind of people. And, and, uh, I can stomach permit the permit thing for a day is what I've learned about myself (laughs) and I've hooked them. Yeah. I have not landed one, um, and they're amazing fish. Yeah. They're beautiful. They're what people spend so much time talking about: spotting, presenting, and hooking them. Mm-hmm. Not enough people talk about, or at least maybe I'm wrong about this, but like you know, I don't think people talk enough about the ordeal it is to land. It. Oh, it's not. They are so strong. Yeah. They are so fast. Yeah. Even like you know, pound for pound, they're. Most fish in the ocean are tough to land, but, you know, like, they're ripping drag. Man, it's a motorcycle hooked to the end yeah. of your line. Like, Jeez. insane. Not to mention, yeah. like, getting them to eat is, I mean, it's so hard. It's hard enough, yeah. right? So that's what everybody focuses yeah. talking about. But then you actually get it on, and you're like, fuck, just another big problem here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're super cool. Yeah. They're super cool, and they're just like, you know, yeah, they're like a mirror. I'm excited. You pick them up, they're a mirror. You're going to love it, Yuma. You're just going to love it. Yeah, it's cool just to see a permit. Like, if you're satisfied with, hey, I saw a big permit, then you're going to have, like, the most epic trip ever. And the bonefish are awesome to catch. Like So many bonefish. Yeah. 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 Incredible. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of okay. baby tarpon around. Too. You guys will be yeah. well. It's going to be. My, yeah. Okay, cool. Good. I really want to learn how to, like, pull a skiff. That is, like, a. That's a that's a box I want to tick one day. Yeah, me too. Let's do it together. That'd be a funny. It'll make the boat cheaper. That'd be a, <laughs> that'd be a great video. That'd yeah, be a great ben, video. Ben and Aldo trying to pull a skiff. That'd be yeah. a really fun around video, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I've tried my buddy, our buddy Matt, who guides in um, uh, in Rockport, Texas. He 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 let me hop on the on the polling deck and. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no bueno. <laughs> I was like. I was like, what if I pulled you on a fish? He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But Matt's a good sport. I, yeah. There's yeah, a good there's a good guy that we've had a really great connection with. Yeah, shoot me his phone number. <laughs> well, unfortunately he's uh he's Oh that's right. Yeah. He's getting out the game. He got mm. uh got some sweet job in Dallas, so he's moving uh, he's moving the family to Dallas. Um uh but maybe I'll give you his name so you can buy his boat. <laughs> yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, talked about. I think pretty much everything. I think I think it might be Mitchy Fishy's time, but with no Mitchy. So maybe you've listened to the podcast, Ben. Maybe you haven't before, but uh, we asked the same uh, same five set set of five questions to to every guest, and I don't know. Maybe we'll make a book one day. I would really like to make a book out of the fifth question. Um, yes. But they call Mitchy's Fishies Five because Mitch thought of them and. His name's Mitch, and there's five questions. It's, 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 it's really too bad he wasn't on the show. Like he's, uh, you you would have loved. I'm gonna need him someday. Then you would have met the whole crew. You get yeah. you met Adis on the water, Yilma here, and yeah. you know, and then you know, hopefully maybe we can get down to Kentucky one day or 
Or maybe we can meet in Mexico. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Okay, but here we go. Mitchie's Fishies 5. Uh, the qu- question number one is, if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, given that, you know, it's the best time of year to do that, um, where would you f- where would you go and, and, and why? I might be doing these out of order, everybody. So, you know, Mitch is going to listen to this and he's like, that's not number one. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> and I, I just have so many places. But the, the place that I probably would say, I think, is Iceland. Um, I've not gotten to go there before. And my wife and I have planned the trip twice. Um, and it just doesn't hasn't worked out yet. And I would just love to go and and work on catching those big browns and maybe an Atlantic salmon if I'm lucky and, and then just experience <laughs> the culture and Mm-hmm. Eat some pickled shark or something like that. So, like sit, in that. A, sit in a hot bath. Yeah, I mean, Iceland yeah. looks amazing. Yeah, everybody on Earth should try and catch an Atlantic salmon one day. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and they should try sooner than later. <laughs> so, um. yeah, for real. There's another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of favorite fish, what is your favorite fish and why? This is Mitchie's Fishies too, which I actually think is the first question, but. You know, this is Aldo's Mitchie's fish. She's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's that's too hard to answer. You could always go. Some guests do a a favorite freshwater and a favorite saltwater fish. Yeah. Okay. I think so. That's still hard. I think think a brook trout (laughs) is the most beautiful fish. I think a carp is the most, like, rewarding fish, in my opinion. And I think. I like this. I think jacks are the most fun to fish in the salt. That's what I think. <laughs> Yilma and I both raised our hands in glory. We love Jax. I, 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 I know there's a whole F3T or I4 movie about 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 Jax and why they love them. I don't know why they're so maligned. I just picked two trash fish out of three, right? So, Right, carp as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Admittedly, that's something we're really bad at here, at, like the SoFly crew. Like We're surrounded by humongous carp in the Toronto Harbor. And, you know, we don't go for them for no good reason. You need to take Casey Badger out. That guy can catch a carp out of a bathtub. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's a savant. That probably He's a carp savant. out of a bathtub, but <laughs> he can catch yeah, a carp. Yeah, we definitely got to take him. Uh, I would love to have Casey up here. I think he'd yeah. have a blast. He's the man. Yeah. Um, what is, number three, what is your favorite or maybe one of your best um, fishing memories? And obviously, you've had a lifetime of fishing, so usually it's the one that you th- that comes to mind first. Honestly, we already talked about that whole story with the pants falling off and the giant brown trout. And it's my kid, perfect ten-year-old birthday. <laughs> like, you can't beat it. No, you really can't. I will add can. to the story though to help out if you want. I'm a story guy. Your underwear fell off too. No. Hey. That Sorry. night Sorry. we're staying in a motel, and Rowan has oh. not ever stayed in a motel. Um, or at least not one like this. And so we get in there and it smells like cigarettes. And he was like, dad, it smells like cigs. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is where we're staying. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay, what is there to do? I didn't bring anything to do. And I said, well, we can see what's on this TV. They didn't even have cables. So we watched, um, the guy, the pretty little trees guy, what's his name? Um, Oh, Bob. Um, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, um, Bob Ross. Bob, Bob, Bob Ross, yeah. Watch Bob Ross paint some pictures, and Rowan's mind was blown almost as much as with the big brown trout. He's like, this guy is the landscape. <laughs> <laughs> so, there you go. He really is. Yeah. Some context for the story. Sorry about that. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> he, would paint, he would paint several of the same painting, 
like the producers had him paint obviously the one on the show and then he would paint the same thing for them to keep in an archive and there's another reason he painted like a third one but they're all they're all like yeah there's a there's a gallery of them somewhere interesting maybe his 11th birthday we'll go go look at those yeah (laughs) which is kind of cool I gotta watch that movie the Bob Ross movie with uh, what's his face there's a Bob Ross movie yeah, what's his face? Um, the guy from Zoolander, not Ben Stiller. Not not Ben Stiller. Owen Wilson is Bob Ross. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, Mitchie's Fishies Four. What? Why do you fly fish? What do you get out of it? Fly fishing has all is like um, a stable thing for me. Like I, I can go to it and do it. And my mind always kind of does the same thing that I am hoping it will do, which it, it like keeps me in the present moment. It gives me something cool to focus on. It lets me do my goal-oriented thing. It's, it's artistic. It's mysterious. It's exciting. And that's all wrapped up into one present. So I don't know why you wouldn't do it. It's <laughs> good. Oh, it's good. Very concise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number five, probably our favorite question. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite question is, if you were a fly, what would you be? Like, like you, you Ben. Like, now, what, well, now, what's your favorite fly? Yeah. It's like if you were a fly, what, what, what would you be? Probably a woolly bugger. All right. Okay. Yeah. What uh, color? Is there any kind of spin uh, on the woolly bugger? Probably <laughs> like a, an olive green woolly bugger with like a. A gold rib, maybe like a, a brass cone on the top or on the okay. the front. It's just like a workhorse fly that's not fancy. You can catch a million different species with it. It's not hard to tie, but it'll it'll hold up and work hard for you for a long time. And that's probably pretty similar to my personality. I yeah, like that. Totally. And you're wearing all of yeah. You know, sure, so. I'm a green guy. So. <laughs> 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 I'm a green guy, I like green. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's the show. Awesome. That's yeah. that's 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 it. Thanks for thanks so much for coming on. Uh, right now, it's uh, shameless promotion time. Okay. So, where can people find you? Where can people find guidebook? What your Instagram handles, website, everything. Okay. First thing I gotta say, we're um, we're we have a campaign going right now with WeFunder. If you've never heard of WeFunder, it's a crowdsourcing thing for investment. Anybody can invest in businesses. Um, and so it's wefunder.com slash guidebook. If you're interested in owning a part of our company, um, please go do that. That would be amazing. Um, it's something that guides have been excited about, especially too. And, and I think that's cool that the fishing industry and the people involved in it can own, own a piece of our company and have a say in what happens. Mm -hmm. Um, we also, we're at guidebook, sorry, yeah, guidebookco.com is our is our platform and will be for the foreseeable future and then on instagram we're at guidebook.co um and we'd love to have you you know follow along with what we're doing nice yeah nice yeah well we'll pop all of those links in the show notes um on our youtube and obviously the podcast um so that people can find uh guidebook and and whatnot and uh, yeah i think yeah i think you know obviously we personally know a few guides on guidebook and uh, you know so if the rest of the guys are anything like matt and jeff then hell 
probably he some al- pretty people on there. I don't know if anybody's he, like Matt and Jeff, but the rest of the gods are pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, Matt's pretty cool. You almost hit your uh, goal, too. This is great. Just looking of? at uh, of um, invest uh, the amount of investments oh, the, that the, they, the, they, the, they the require for the, yeah, right the refund investments. Yeah. Oh, that's mm, awesome! That's great. That's great. That's so great. Yeah, that's kudos to your designer, cool. your design team, Perry. He's great. Yeah, appreciate it. Yilma's a, a designer. If you haven't kind of picked that up yet, yes, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dense. Yeah. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yilma's an art director, so yeah, yeah, and a graphic designer, so yeah. Sweet. You got the Yoma, the Yo Yo Yoma stamp of approval. Well, Ben, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, you got three kids. I'll let you get back to you've been talking to us. But thanks so much for coming up here and spending a day on the river with with me and Adis. That was super fun. It was really lovely meeting Molly and yeah. that moment where you know, and it, hopefully everybody who's listening to this also watches the video because. Well, okay, you know what? We didn't tell the story, which we definitely should. So should. it's been all day. Let's do it. I, I know we're doing it like the 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 last minute here, but. It's been, you know, it's a, it's not that cold of a day. It's the first time I've seen snow this year, um, so you know, it, it was really like a nice that that magical dusting on the branches. You know, it was kind of a gray day, but super cozy, not too cold. Um, you know, like I said, the flow was good. The, the but the it was just kind of a grind. You know, the I guess a pot of fish didn't move in like we were kind of hoping, and uh, but so you know, we we had some lunch. We walked down, you know, stream um, from kind of like where we accessed it. You can kind of go up or down. We spent the morning going up, then spent the afternoon down. We were like in this pocket watery section that I can usually kind of count on, but all the other places I can usually kind of count on weren't coming through. Ben and I are downstream of Molly and Ida's working this faster run. Ben looks upstream. And he's like, oh, I think Idis is on. And he wasn't. He was snagged. But I was like, but Molly's on. <laughs> and then Ben just, just like, I'm like, I, he's gone. I'm on the camera, but I'm on the camera. Ben's like gone. And he's like, he's got the net, like I, I, the nets, the nets already unsheathed. He's sprinting upstream. Well, it was funny. We were talking about it earlier that day. Like we were so cautious. You know, you're so cautious. Yeah crossing the river yeah you know you're like oh, don't slip oh there's their boulder there when there's a fish on all help it's like all hell breaks it's like personal safety is gone you're like <laughs> just running through the boulders and uh and it was awesome like um you know molly fought it really well and it was hooked really well and it ate a streamer which of course made uh Adis's day because yeah. you know he's the streamer daddy that was awesome. and uh and then ben netted it and we got the whole thing on camera and and, and photo and you know Molly was just like when when it finally because correct me if I'm wrong she hadn't you'd been out two days prior and she hadn't hooked anything yeah or landed anything which sorry. is why I went charging <laughs> it was like yeah. worked three days for because you because you had hooked fish but yeah. not landed and then when that thing hit the net Molly was like yes yeah yes <laughs> like yes it was such a good moment it was so awesome. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was pretty ready to like call it after that. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like three o'clock. I'm cold. I think that, that restaurant was so good too. We probably should have just called it. Yeah, that was it. Was it was awesome? Uh, you know, we went to Hearts. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. It's great. Um, but that was such a cool moment, man. Ben, that was awesome. That was like I love that you ran up the river and netted it, and it was a beautiful, 
Beautiful head. Uh, beautiful fish, purple stripe, and probably had been in the river about a day because yeah. it, its back was a bit green. And so, you know, it's awesome. Gorgeous fish. That's in my top nice. two favorite things to do with Molly. <laughs> it's fly fish? Net her fish, yeah. Okay. Net her fish, yeah. Right on, yeah. right on. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, anyway, yeah, thanks again. <laughs> Sorry, that was just, I was right back there on that day. Wishing that happened today. Um, Thanks again for coming on, Ben. Uh, like I said, we'll post all the show notes. Thanks for coming up here. It was awesome meeting you in Utah and you. your whole team. And, um, you know, I'm glad we, we did this quickly because sometimes you say, you know, you meet people at conferences and you say, oh, we're going to, you know, and then it just never happens. Yeah. So it's awesome when it actually does. And, um, but yeah, I hope, you know, say hi to Molly and all the kids. And thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, well, hey, thanks for having me. I hope we can do it again sometime. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Next time it'll be in a, in Ascension Bay or something. Yeah, I'd love yeah. that. Yeah. Ben and all those first try at polling a skiff. <laughs> I'll be on the camera. Into his first permit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. just be a, a, a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you spin the boat? I can't. Best of yeah, luck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be sick if it worked out, though. <laughs> yeah, it would yeah. be sick if it worked out. Uh, the wind's coming in my face. Can you turn the boat? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dude. Punch it, man. Punch it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Ben. Uh, have yeah, a, have thanks, a good you day. guys. Today's show is brought to you in part by Chums. You know, Chums, the company that makes those can't-live-without-em straps that keep your sunglasses on your melon. Believe it or not, Chums has been around for 40 years, making top-notch outdoor accessories for all the guides, river rats, and weekend warriors out there. Chums got their start in southern Utah back in 1983, when a guide on the Colorado River invented their now-famous original cotton eyewear retainer. Chums still makes many of its products in Utah, and everything they produce is designed to help you hang on to the gear you value most. Head to chums.com to explore a wide range of products, including wallets, roll-top dry bags, waste packs, dry sacks for your phone, and of course, glasses, retainers, and all kinds of wicked styles. Every time we hit the water, Chums is right there with us in the form of amazing gear, which means we never have to worry about our sunglasses or phones sinking to the murky depths of the waters we love to fish. Head to chums.com to check out their full lineup of outdoor accessories that's chums.com well that was ben that was an awesome show ben's a really cool dude um and molly's wife is like super fun too and that was yeah it's too bad you couldn't join us on the river and it's too bad mitch you couldn't meet him but uh you know mitch is um yeah he's (laughs) he's sick probably he's sick i mean what can you do yeah poor guy yeah at least he didn't get sick in japan yeah I know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a good thing. It's because he was happy. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get COVID? He's miserable. He's miserable. <laughs> he's, he's in Toronto and he's miserable. Yeah. Um. Okay. What's going on? What do we got going on? It's the 15th. We've got, well, we've got Fishmas going on. Fishmas. So keep your eyes peeled every day to our YouTube channel because we're giving away Fishmas gifts. Oh, you know what? Yuma, do you want to open my advent calendar with me today? Sure, sure. Are so, we going to give a Costa away for Fishmas, though, you think? That, I, yeah, I think we should culminate it. The, the, the biggest prize should be a, a, some sunglasses, for sure. Okay. I think so. I think we're going to give away like our merch. We're going to give away some Costa merch, um, some bags, some, some, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff from Drift. So, yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But, uh, but right now, Bree, my girlfriend... <laughs> 
got me the post-fly advent calendar, which is such a good idea. It's a different fly every day. And so right now we're on Monday, December 11th. What do you think it is, Yoma? It's all trout flies. Uh, I think it's going to be a parachute atoms. It couldn't be less of a parachute atoms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't really know. Oh, it's like a... kind of thing? Yeah, it's like it's a purple and black... Well, it's a purple and black woolly bugger, but it's got like a like a sparkle collar. Oh. That is really cool. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I make it... Oh, Yoma, I don't know if you've been looking, following along, but I got I a, been, a little yeah. flybacks from Drift, and I'm putting each of these flies, because I feel like next year what we should do is we should try to catch a fish on every one of these flies <laughs> and do our best not to snag. Can you put it at the camera? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for everybody watching on YouTube. Because we've got like a good set of nips, wet flies, and two streamers, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that'd be fun. Might, Might be, be fun, fun little challenge, <laughs> you know. See if we can, no, first of all, not lose any, and then what you got going on, buddy? Uh, nothing really. It. I mean, I'm excited for Ascension Bay in like five months. Uh, might be going to Denver with you and Mitch, and on the 19th, and uh, just getting ready for Chris Christmas, really. Yeah, man, you got any Christmas plans? <clears throat> gonna hang out with kayla uh and her family i met them for the first nice. time over the weekend at our 40th birthday party and uh yeah so hopefully i get a lot of gifts it's really all i care about just gifts <laughs> <laughs> you hear that everybody get you my gift yeah <laughs> buy him permit flies <laughs> lots of crabs and shrimp um yeah but yeah that's it yeah yeah, there's, you know it's that time of year where there's like there's a lot going on and at the same time not a lot going on no. Can I tell you what I am excited for? Miracle pop-up bar <laughs> at Ossington and Bloor. I love oh. Miracle. Okay. Yeah. Yuma wants to drink some cocktails. I just like Christmas the ambience. And I want to drink it beside the leg lamp from a Christmas story movie. You can do that there. <laughs> you can do that there. You know, shout out to Miracles. We did com- almost completely steal the... This our fundraising idea from Miracle for it's the Southern Ontario Trout Opener uh-huh. Social, which okay. is buy a drink, save a fish. Well, at Miracle, if you buy a drink, it all goes to charity. Yeah. So we 100% ripped off that idea. We even hosted in the same space, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so yeah, actually, we've booked Sotos for next year. Great, April 19th. Yeah. Be there or be square. <laughs> um, yeah, that's really pretty much it for me. Uh, Josh and I spent the day on the river. Uh, it was, I'm not going to say blown, but it was pretty close. Like, the water was pretty brown. <laughs> but uh, it was okay. We got one fish. Uh, I lost it. That's fun. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, but it was fun. It's always fun spending a day with Josh. Yeah. Josh on the fly. He's great. What a what a great what a, you know if you ever get to fish with that guy, <laughs> he's the best. He is. But we took the water masters out and. Um, oh you know, no, raft this time, just the masters. No, just the the it, I take makes the takeout a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely. Jeez. <laughs> oh yeah. man, but yeah, not not really a whole lot going on. But I know people are catching fish on the naughty. Matt was on the naughty. His client got into a few, which is cool. I know, like, um, oh. 
Yeah. This com- Yeah. This What's came up? out. This came out after. Oh my god, I'm I'm losing my mind here. I want. I just wanted to say thanks to everybody uh, who came out to the F3T in London. That was a great time. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, That's we raised right. six hundred dollars for the Ontario River Alliance. Mm-hmm. Obviously, thank you to Eric and Esnagami Lodge for helping us put it on. The Highland Cinema in oh, London, great. Ontario, is super cool. Yeah, um, that was a really nice venue to host it, and um, Moira and her team were great. Shout out to Moira; um, she's awesome. And uh, shout out to uh, uh, our pal Nikki, who 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 came and, and helped uh, sell raffle tickets. So yeah, Nikki. Um, I know Nikki is on uh is on the water today too uh not the naughty uh different river and uh she was hooking fish with shelly nice. shelly land, looked like shelly landed a really nice steelhead so they're getting a fish so you know we've got a few weeks left people mm-hmm. before everything shuts down you know yeah january 1st is a bleak landscape unless you yeah. like ice fishing <clears throat> so get out there if you can hey Yoma, you want to come steelheading i know you love it so much <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. I'll p- uh, you, you <laughs> to- <laughs> Even though at that time that we went out for New Year's Eve, I thought that was really it was really wonderful. It was very comfortable we- fishing conditions. Well, we can do that again. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. We could. Well, it, Mitch uh, Mitchell uh, Roberts is going to be in town. Oh, so we nice. can take we can we can take them on the water. Do a little New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. L- life between lines. Yeah. Let's Shan- do that. Anya. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. I like that. Very fun. Yeah. Great. It's a good it's a good tradition. Give Mitchell a big hug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, well then that's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, um I think that's it for me. I think those are the updates. You know, watch <laughs> yeah. our fish miss. Thanks for every, thanks everybody who came to F3T. Obviously, thanks Ben Guidebook and everything for for coming down. Uh, fishing was shit today. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Really. Yeah. Great. Oh, and we got a purple and black woolly bugger out of my advent calendar. <laughs> Those are the updates. Those are the so fly updates. Mitch is sick. We're not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I put my tree up, but it's not blinking. Right on. Okay. Well, uh, okay. thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> That's it for me, uh, Aldo. And that's... <laughs> wow. Let's try that again. That's it for me. It's because Mitch usually does it, and like I was just... <laughs> I got confused. Okay, one more time. Go. Okay, well, that's uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. That's it, it for me, uh, Aldo. And that's it for me, Yilma. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? For me? I have no idea. Okay, that's bye. It, that's it for me. <laughs> Oh, shit. You can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.